2: everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host Julie and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today we are welcoming Thomas Leeds who is a stay-at-home dad as well as an author He tells us about his day-to-day life raising his two daughters. I think it's a really interesting episode because he really tells us what it looks like, the positive parts, the negative parts, we really get a sense of what it's like and that it's really a full-time job. Don't forget to write a review if you have Apple Podcasts, it only takes a couple seconds and it actually truly helps you can also subscribe on whatever application that you're using right now to listen. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find us on Instagram at the Bubbling Adventure for daily positive education content. And now that is said, and you all went and subscribe. Let's begin. Hi Thomas, how are you today?
3: I'm good, thanks, how are you?
2: All good, very happy to be chatting with you today.
3: Yeah, likewise, thanks so much for having me on.
2: Of course, could you please introduce yourself to the audience?
3: Yep, so my name is Thomas and I'm 37 and I've been a stay-at-home dad for six years now. I'm also a writer of kids' books. And I happen to be living with a brain injury as well, which has made parenting quite a challenge at times. <laughs> so, yeah. yes.
2: I can imagine. I can imagine. So, first of all, we're going to talk about the fact that you're a stay at home dad. So, we were just talking about, we, we don't know the exact numbers of stay at home dads in the UK, but it seems <laughs> like it's quite low in your experience. Can you please talk about your experience as a stay at home dad?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I only know from obviously the few places that we've lived, but yeah, I, I've always been, I've only ever met one other stay-at-home dad, <laughs> which is where we live back in West London, but thankfully meeting a lot more dads who are either kind of sharing the, 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 the job a bit more, or, you know, they're a lot more um, hands-on or whatever. So you do see them in a lot of the spaces where perhaps you wouldn't have seen us before. So... But as it happens, I'm not bothered about what gender anybody is that I hang mm-hmm. out with. <laughs> so yeah. but um but yeah, it's um it's been interesting, you know, because even in this day and age, you you come up against it even in sort of professional places. So for instance, just taking the kids to the doctors, you know, there have been at least three times when a doctor or a nurse has been like, Where's mum? uh which is very Weird, because you know there might not even be a mum in the picture. There is, but she's got a a career. So um, yeah. So there's been there's been quite a bit of that. But I've I've made some great mum friends, and yeah. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's it's pretty crazy that people even ask that question as you said because they don't know what the situation is and it's none of the business either like you're you're here you're available you know it's like that's the matter Mm -hmm. like as long as one parent is here to to bring their kids then I think it's (laughs) that's all (laughs) really matters but so maybe to to help people who are in a similar situation who are you know sort of deciding who is going to stay at home or if one person should stay at home can you please talk about you and like how the decision was made that you would be the one staying at home
3: yeah so my my wife Sophie's got a great career she works in publishing and so we both wanted kids and we both you know made the decision to have kids after we got married and I've I've always been I was very lucky because we had a lot of nieces and nephews before we're both part Mm -hmm. of big families so I'd had a lot of time around kids and I knew that I was you never quite know until you have your own. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a very different thing, but you know, I knew that I wanted kids, and and um and was it it seems weird to say that I'm, I was good with kids because you know you don't like to blow your own trumpet, but um but yeah, I was like I didn't have a problem with the idea of it, and nobody ever knows until you start the job, but yeah, so it was kind of like Sophie had a great career; it didn't make any sense for us to kind of. Um, for her to take a step back or anything like that so
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, so yeah
2: yeah I mean I like that it's just like this isn't like completely normal let's uh let's do it and the fact because that's also not always the case that uh, as you said like before like before you get the job you, you have a, an image of what it is and sometimes it's different yeah. so it's good that you were able also to just like take oh, the bets definitely. and yeah, yeah.
3: I think that's invaluable, I've got a couple of friends who didn't really have much experience at all with babies before they had kids, and I was just like, how are you doing this, because I, I think it's so important that you kind of, that it's not such an alien world, and thankfully you know there are a lot of groups now that are offered to new parents and stuff, which as it happens we didn't really need to do because we were just, that was our life, we were just surrounded by by parents. So. So it's good that there is that support there now that you can prepare yourself a little bit, even if you don't have family around or friends around with kids. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I, I guess it's hard enough when you already know how to like hold the baby properly and, you know, like what age is appropriate for whatever activity. But then if like, you know, it's hard enough when you know all these things, but when you don't know, then it's even more knowledge yeah. to acquire. And yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it's easy to get, um, but to be fair, you know, to to people out there who don't, who don't who aren't used to babies as, as I keep saying like the, the having your own is so different anyway so I don't think you should worry too much if you're like oh I haven't had experience because I mean yeah everybody learns on the job everybody's winging it so you just kind of and every child is different literally from birth trust me so we've had we've only had two but even then you can see just how they come out as they are and then you know all the kids in our families it's the same so you just you just never know and you just wing it and you do your best so
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's good that's good and yeah it's, it's true like from one kid to another something might work and the other like it's, it's not gonna yeah. work at all yeah. yeah that makes sense which is
3: daunting when you think you've done all the right things with the first one <laughs> and then the second one comes along you're like what they won't
2: I have to start again same
3: things at all or yeah so so, yeah, it's always fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, at least you're never bored, right? That's something you can say that's, about being a parent, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah,
3: that's, um, that's a nice way to spin it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, you know, say, for instance, you know, with the, with the whole COVID thing and all these lockdowns that we had to have, I did genuinely feel as hard as that was with the, with the two kids because my kids at the top last year, they were five and two. So I had a 5 year old and a 2 year old at home all the time which is great and we you know but um it was a huge challenge but um but I was mindful of the fact that you know I've got a couple of brothers and friends and stuff that that had nobody so I feel like as hard as that was I can't imagine not having the distraction in a way in that situation because at least I was never like you say never bored it was kind of but as exhausting and 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 hard hmm. as it can be like yeah there is that so <laughs> so yeah
2: yeah no that makes sense that makes sense but so how because now it's been six years since you had your first kid mm-hmm. and you also are a stay-at-home dad mm. uh, how did your life change like what you know did you have to adjust in any way or
3: mm-hmm. yeah the biggest one is the sleep 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> yeah. percent. i can't say it enough to people it is like a different existence when it comes to sleep, um, uh, which is, it's not like you can't, I, I don't want to put people off if they're like they have kids, but it's just like, no, <laughs> it's just, and you, it, it's weird because you kind of, you realize that you can actually cope in it in in because, you know, it's such a different situation. But yeah, it's, it's I think, less sleep in, in, yeah, and less time as well. I mean, like that's, but funnily enough, it's kind of helped me Prioritize better and be more organized because you literally have you have no choice as to whether you're organized or not. But also, if there's anything else you want to do with your life, you have to be extremely organized. And just yeah, and it, it, so so on a positive note. So and the sleep thing as well. You know, everything's a stage as well. So you know, as I say, all kids are different, but also they're all going through different stages. So if you're in, you know, so even if you're really struggling with the sleep for a while it changes it it, it's nothing's forever even if it seems like it at the time yeah but yeah that's definitely uh, yeah the two massive massive changes was uh yeah not having control over how much sleep you get and then also your time because you just literally especially as a stay-at-home parent and obviously obviously you know if you're doing another job at the same time like obviously that's crazy as well because you're like balancing everything and your mind is switching from one thing to the other but just from my own personal experience as a stay-at-home parent like you literally you don't clock off from like early morning to late at night and you just it's anyone who's done that and obviously all parents do it in a different way or whatever but yeah there 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 is no downtime when you are looking after mm. you can't switch off you can't just go i just need five minutes to go into like there's just so it's just kind of um yeah it's just a new way of and and just to kind of give an example of like as I say managing your time or whatever like so so I've written these books now that are amazingly the first one's coming out soon but that was like and people say to me like how how the hell did you do that and it was literally yeah I had to schedule do everything I could to make sure that my youngest one would nap at a specific time so I could go in so my older one, when she finally started nursery in the morning, so I'd only get like three hours, but like she'd go to nursery and I'd keep my younger one awake as long as, so all through the morning, not in a horrible way, but you know, she kind of needed a nap just around 11-ish and I would mm-hmm. keep her stimulated until we'd get to 12. So I could drop the other one off, rush to the coffee shop and literally like get in there. I'd have my, I'd have my laptop or my, or my notebook or whatever and I'd literally... I'd know I'd only have about 45 minutes and I'd literally put yeah. the white noise on my phone next to her in the pram with some muzzle on either side of her ears so that like all the clink of the <laughs> coffee stuff wouldn't wake her up. I'd literally sit, I'd be like, okay, I got 45 minutes, go. And it was literally like that, you know, that was the only t- way that I could do it because at night you're just too, t- I mean, a lot of parents do manage to do amazing things at night, which I'm hugely in awe of because I would literally... Literally fall like wake up on the keyboard, yeah, and and just be like, wait, well, so so that 45 minutes was like gold. So I just, yeah, before kids, no way I would have been that organized. It would have been like, oh, you know, I'll just get to (laughs) so it kind of really, yeah, it kind of depending on what you want to do. If you if you want to do something else, um, at the same time, I it, it kind of focuses you in a different way and kind of also gives you in my own experience it's given me more of a drive to do it because it's something you're doing for yourself, and it's kind of you know you're looking forward and stuff so anyway that was a very long answer
2: <laughs> no no I think it's I mean it's like 45 minutes doesn't feel like a lot however when you're fully focused for 45 minutes every day yeah like that's when it starts to make a you know if you do like 45 minutes yeah. once every two weeks it's not gonna really make a big impact yeah. but if it's every day yeah. and as you said like you only have these 45 minutes so you make them count yeah and you're not yeah. being distracted because it's the same you could probably do the same amount of work on like four hours
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> if you're distracted and if you do something else and so on Definitely. so
3: and you know you I think do,
2: it's great you know
3: I would like try and plan stuff, or if I got ideas, I could quickly put them in my phone, in the park or something like that, but like, but yeah, to actually have any time to yourself to have kind of focus. And so, yeah, so that was, so that was key, uh, was being more organized. And the other thing that I kind of, yeah, the only other thing that I would say was like a major change is socially, you kind of, it's like, you know, you kind of have to prepare yourself for a whole different setup socially because you know, particularly if you have friends or family that aren't parents at that point and they're doing different things but also going into the world of parents <laughs> particularly I mean when you have a baby but also especially later on if they go to nursery or school or whatever but yeah you kind of have to it's like a whole new thing where you're starting fresh in a group of people and trying to make friends and it can be quite I, I don't know how it is for I mean I, I my two mum friends have felt this at times as well but particularly as a dad like it can be a very lonely job because it's a bit harder to i don't know i don't know i guess it kind of depends but i think generally for for everybody regardless of whether you're a dad or a mum or whatever um all these groups and things they already have their little cliques, and you know people just um so it can be quite tricky and you're exhausted and everybody else is exhausted Mm -hmm you know your kids are annoying you whatever yeah. so you just kind of it's quite hard to
2: make plans to, yeah. to make
3: friends and then also the other so the other thing to that is that you know when you make friends your kids are having to make friends as well so you know like because yeah, those if you're making another parent friend then they bring their kids to everything and so if your kids don't get on I've always been like as hard as it is I've always been like if the other person's kid is horrible to mine or they're not gelling or whatever unfortunately it's not going to work because so I'm not yeah. going to force my kids to be friends with those people I'm sure there are people who do that which is fine but I just so that is limiting as well because then you start gelling with someone but their kid is a nightmare and you're just like oh and you know you will have your own kid later being like please can we not hang out with them again so I'm just like yeah. so it's 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 a different thing in a few ways but also, I don't want to scare anyone because it is also what you make of it. And obviously, you've still got the same life, you've got the same interests and whatever. So it's just kind of, you know, you have to kind of shift gears and and organize differently. And yeah, and also, I highly recommend yeah. a lot of caffeine and sugar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a it's a completely different dynamic yeah. and. I mean, of course, it's a a job that like it's a full time job that is very demanding because you cannot like really have a sick day or, you know, it's like you don't have the choice. Your kids are here. So you need to wake up in the morning and feed them and so on so yeah but I think it's uh I mean the relationship can you really talk about the relationship that you have with your your daughters because I think yeah. it must be like super strong and
3: yeah yeah I mean I as much as and I try not to mind too much but my god like it is hard sometimes it's a really tough job and sometimes you do, <laughs> you're just desperate for a break but I am very conscious of how lucky I am to have this time with them the early years you know that a lot of dads and mums don't get to have these days Mm -hmm. um so i'm very conscious of that i've I've been really lucky to have that um to have that bond with them that all parents have that bond but you know like to have this time with them to be able to have all those little moments every day where we you know see little things and learn things together and stuff so i am really grateful for that but um but i just don't (laughs) i don't like to pretend because i don't think it's healthy for people to think that it's a A fairy tale because it isn't no (laughs) but it's just but no but yeah our relationship is um I don't know whether it would be yeah because you know uh, whether they do other jobs or or whatever obviously all parents have a special bond with their kids but uh, it's it's different in that you know unconventionally I guess because people are always making comments about like oh you know like they'll see them come to me for things and talk to me in the way that perhaps they were used Mm -hmm. to seeing kids talk to their moms and and you know Sophie my wife is like has that kind of specialness because she works all day and then so there's that whole thing which maybe in the old days would only be for dads and that kind of so yeah and you're the one that's you know whenever they hurt themselves in the day or whatever you know so so yeah you do have like a different sort of um I do I love them Mm -hmm. to bits and I do I try especially after the lockdowns you know it was very challenging and you do find yourself just sounding so negative but I do love them to bits but yeah it's challenging
2: yeah like the the amount of time and love and so on that you give them is is amazing and uh, well I think also for people listening one of the reasons as well is that sometimes one of the parents have to stay at home because obviously the nursery costs and so on are more than what people are earning definitely Uh, I mean
3: that's one of the things as well I'd like to say about stay-at-home parents in particular because there is this misconception so much as I do say I feel lucky that I've had because I know some, everybody's situation is different however I think there is this kind of misconception that a lot of people have that if you're a stay-at-home that it's because you have lots of money <laughs> and it's actually as in like oh it must be nice to be able to afford mm. to be at home which that our situation was the complete opposite like we cannot afford we've only just got the so we're in the uk and you get 15 hours a week once they're three um before that you get nothing so which is fine like you know you choose to have kids and whatever but we can't afford to any of the you know private childcare with our situation it's kind of one of those situations where i think if you're you have enough money coming in you know just to make and you know to pay for everything you need to then you're deemed as fine and then that's it and you don't get it. so which is fine and we you know have a, a decent life and everything but yeah there, there there is this kind of idea and I've had it from lots of people over the years where they're like oh but you know you're so lucky that you're you can afford to do that and it's like look at my face I, I can't you know, literally um you know like i have like one pair of jeans and I like don't you know I would never go out for a long time and it was just like so many things I was just like what what do they think I'm doing and it's only recently now that you know with my writing career that's taking off now that I'm having to like do other things but it's just I think this idea that yeah like that it's a choice in that way is not always the way And certainly Mm -hmm. for us we really struggled financially and it was unfortunately there was just no option to put either of our kids into childcare until it was
2: yeah provided. of course and also sometimes you because obviously there's the price of the like childcare that's mm-hmm. absolutely Crazy, yeah. as you said, and also when you balance also the time that they will spend with strangers rather than the parents. So it's also like all decisions that you know. I don't think one decision is better than the other. Yeah. But it's definitely, definitely for some people are gonna like weigh more in the scale, and so that's also like
3: 100. It,
2: it's just to say that when you have kids, there's so many decisions like that. Yeah, that you need to think about definitely. before. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and yeah, definitely. And I've you know we've got friends that um that say hand on heart that they would would happily have less money than look after their kids 24 7 (laughs) so um,
2: and that's fair enough you know like
3: everybody is different and you know what the kids as the old cliche goes you know if you're happy the kids are happy and if you yeah so whatever works for you and as much as the challenge as it's been for me you know we personally wanted the setup that we've got much as it would have been nice to have a little break and a little bit more money at times like yeah you know like this works for us and uh
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so but yeah I think it's all about thinking about it and making the choice that works for your family (laughs) so that's just like exploring your options have different scenarios how how would it feel how would it impact the entire family and so on yeah so that's the the main thing is choosing and uh, be aware of uh, being aware of your options. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Definitely. nursery and and childcare is expensive. That's that's yeah. just one thing to keep Very in mind. Expensive. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are like the main lessons that you learned as a stay at home dad?
3: So yeah, kind of drawing on what I said earlier, you know, about it has really taught me to prioritize, but not just the timing thing, not just so much time management, but like prioritizing. Things that I may have cared about before or worried too much about in the past, you know, even even things like your appearance or worrying too much about, you know, like when you're going out, like when you have kids, and and I it probably sounds really sad, but like you don't have a choice to fuss over yourself, like you don't have the option to fuss too much over yourself or what people are going to think or or you know whatever because you're just in this you know you just have to focus on the kids and get out and and whatever so I hope that doesn't sound too depressing I just mean like uh, (laughs) no I just I I mean it in a good
2: no in a a good way I think
3: for me personally everyone's different but I think it's kind of helped Mm -hmm. me to and just things like yeah so you know the kids are gonna get food and sick all over you at various points and you just have to be like whatever you know like you just have to let go even in a very physical way as well like you're literally like oh that doesn't matter that's fine and I think it kind of teaches you yeah to just kind of see what matters and also the friendships and your family and everything like a lot of the perhaps the people and other things perhaps that weren't actually helping you before you know this parenthood thing it, it kind of kind of forces you to kind of rethink and, and and prioritize and really decide and see what actually matters to you and what makes you happier and stuff so I think yeah I think just just I can only speak for myself but yeah I think that it definitely does help slash force you to to see what matters and to kind of cut out all that stuff. In your life that perhaps wasn't was kind of wasting your time and energy so that's true it
2: sounds a little bit like it's for example when you move somewhere far away and like you get to identify you know who are your real friends or what do I actually like doing is it because I'm hanging out with them all the time or not like I think it's a great it's a great also time to to actually yeah
3: definitely and I also wanted to add there because it might sound like from what I said earlier as well that like you know, or when you become a parent that all your non-parent friends fall away. Not the case at all. It's just more that, like, the ones that really, those bonds that you've got really matter. they will stick around, whereas the others
1: Mm -hmm. may
3: not, or, like, might sort of find, which is fine, but, like...
2: Exactly, yeah.
3: It's just, yeah, I think it really kind of, you know, and just everything from birthdays to Christmas and holidays and all that kind of stuff, like you stop seeing these things as something you have to do a certain way or you have to have all these people or whatever yeah it just be Mm. kind of see what matters more i think i think that's um yeah yeah
2: and it could be because now you you are you know you have your actual family as in like before probably you identify family with like everyone else and it's still your family but now you have your own unit so it's up to you to build it a different way
1: yeah definitely yeah yeah
2: that's very interesting okay is, is there any uh, last advice that you would like to share
3: yeah. I think number one is and I know it sounds like a cliche but you know be kind to yourself I went through the first few years weren't too bad we I think you know we only had one for the first nearly three years and we work hard, you know our life around parenthood was was a bit easier and stuff. And then we had a really, really tough year, which happened to be after we had our second. So it's always hard to know whether that was how much of that was having a second, which is Mm. obviously throws, you know, that that's a completely different thing. But also we had a lot of other stresses going on, like we our money was suddenly much worse and my health wasn't so great. And unfortunately we lost my wife's mom and there was lots of other things. But and I didn't realize and because you're focused on the kids, especially if you're a stay at home you are doing everything you can to keep them happy all the time and you just think okay well if I if they're happy I you know that whole thing and so I was doing it the wrong way around for a while so I was like well, if yeah. they're happy I'm fine and we can just keep going and for like a whole year I was I was and I was the last person to see it that I was not okay <laughs> like everyone else yeah. kept saying you're not okay <laughs> you need to do something but you know it's very easy I think when you're in that kind of cycle and you're just trying to be the best parent that you can that you kind of the weeks and months kind of go and you don't realize how damaging that is for you so you know I wasn't doing
2: you're letting yourself down yeah, yeah and I
3: wasn't doing I wasn't saying to my wife I was was never saying I need a night where I just go and do something by myself or I need to whatever it is and and I yeah I didn't realize I was getting properly de- like I was depressed at that point and I got to a, yeah I was not I was not good I would go to mm-hmm. toddler groups and literally just start crying so it was like yeah, yeah and it, and, it, and I was like oh you know but it's just tiredness it's just parenthood isn't it like I'll be fine and I just have a slice of cake and I'd be and 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 so you know you don't realize that actually it's good and healthy to actually put yourself first uh, sometimes as well and go of course actually it's I need to go and talk and I need to breathe and I need to so in whatever your situation as I said we had a particularly hard time that year um in lots of ways but I think parenthood also like parenthood no matter what your situation money or health or whatever is really hard and mentally extremely draining. But also I want to be real about it because I think it's, I get a bit tired of hearing people telling me, oh, have you ever meditated or have you done? And it's like, I can't do that because I have kids all day. So I think it's really important to, one thing that helps me every day is to just make sure that when they do go to sleep eventually to do something for myself, even if I'm really tired and I should just go to sleep or I have work that I should be doing or something, it's really, really important to just make, even if it's just half an hour, but ideally an hour yeah, to just watch some terrible TV or whatever it is. That's just a silly thing just for you. And just, and then all day long, you can know that you're going to do that and that you're, or have a chat with your best friend or whatever it is, like just yeah, really, really important, but also to tell, if you have a partner to tell your partner that if you if you are struggling and you just need to, you know, and, and also it, it's hard when you're a stay-at-home parent as well to kind of, I think a lot of people kind of undervalue, don't realise just what a, a full-on job it is. I always just say to people anytime yeah. they're like, oh, it must be nice just having that and not having to juggle. And I'm like, just come and do it for like one week. <laughs> and then say that again. No, thanks. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
3: it's kind of, I think, and then another thing is, so yeah, the main one is kind of be good to yourself, be kind to yourself. And, and, and really if your kids are loved, I think it's very easy in this day and age to worry about all these things that you're supposed to do for your kids or get your kids or whatever. But I think if you if your kids are loved, and they know they're loved. then you are a great parent that's basically the standard I think it's very easy to get kind of worried about all these things that you might see on Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. that you think oh this is great parenting but really what really matters is that your kids know that you're there for them that you're loved that they're loved that's all you can do really and then the other thing is to just kind of ignore everybody else what everybody else says to you and like I just mean that in um People will make comments and give you advice that you just yeah. want or whatever. And they're always comparing your children to theirs. <laughs> um, thankfully, I've got quite a good perspective because of everything that's happened to me before, my brain injury and stuff. So I just kind of think life's too short for all that kind of stuff. But it, it's very easy to get sucked into that and to be worrying about what other people, you know, whether you're doing this right or that right, or I'm really whatever works for you and your kids is the right way for sure and, and, and also just kind of count more I think it's very easy to and basically impossible to not feel guilty and to not think that you've done a bad job it's gonna as, as a parent unfortunately that seems to just be like what happens but you <laughs> I think it's really important especially when you're feeling a lot like that to really count what you have done for your kids and what does work and when they were happy and what you know all that kind of stuff, rather than thinking about what you didn't do, or you know, oh, this mum took her kids to this, and we couldn't do that, or whatever, you know. And it's just really important mm-hmm. to say, you know, so for half term, because my my older ones are at school now, and so we had half term, and I was very ill that week, and there were a lot of things that we we couldn't afford to do very much anyway. But because I wasn't well, you know, we didn't do. And you hear all the other mums and the kids like, oh, you know, telling you about all the wonderful things they did, and um it's really important to focus on what you did do and the nice times you did. We had one nice day, we went down to the water and like we had an amazing time and a lot of the really precious stuff, the really precious memories as well. Cause don't forget kids don't care about a lot of the things that adults think they need to have or whatever. Mm
1: -hmm. If they
3: know they're loved and you show them care and attention and you get down to their level and you talk to them and you understand what they're doing and, That's again, I think that's something that I'm able to do because I'm very lucky because I'm with them all the time. So I know if they're upset about something, I'll know why and what happened this morning and what happened last night and whatever. So if you just kind of think about what you have done and the good times that you've given them rather than what, you know, that morning when you lost your mind and you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's easier
3: said than done, but yeah. That's what I would say if I had to. No.
2: <laughs> that is that's great great advice for sure. Like we tend in, in general in like even, you know, like any oh, side good. of our life we tend to focus on the negative, Definitely. but Definitely. like count your blessings, count yeah. the good moments 100%. and everything you've done right. I think that's that's great and like yeah. It's going to also make you want to do have more of that. Of course, if you focus on the positive.
3: Yeah. And it's not, it's not always easy to do. And yeah, that's the other thing is be real about it because I, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with having a good vent. We all need a friend where you can just vent and just also talk about your children in a real way and not sort of mm-hmm. pretend that they're angels or whatever. You can adore your children and moan about the job. That's kind of an yeah. important thing that I've come to because I think it's very, I think a lot of parents get a lot of slack or particularly, you know, if they're saying things on social media or whatever about their kids, because they're being real and saying, ah, like they're driving me nuts or whatever. And then you get a lot of people saying, why don't you love your kids? Or why would you say that? about?" And I think it's really important to just kind of say, look, I love my kids as people. <laughs> I think they're amazing. Yeah. But the job, and it is a job, like the job of looking after them, of particularly in these early years, it's really hard. And so I think it's really important that you say, look, I don't, I'm not moaning about them as people. I'm moaning about them as a toddler and as a six year old. It's like it's a different thing. So I think you should really give yourself a break and kind of like you say, like in all points in life, you know, it's just really important to to have a good perspective and some. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs>
2: Hmm. no that's uh, that's really great advice Thomas I, I, I really like that so thank you so much for sharing about your experience and and your life as a stay-at-home dad of your two girls uh, it was lovely to speak with you so thank you so so much and if,
3: and if people want to learn more about my books which will be coming out soon like they can check me out on Instagram which is at Thomas Leeds books mm-hmm or on twitter at thomas Leeds,
2: and all the links will be in the description box so you can go and click (laughs)
3: okay thank you thank you thomas love to speak to you
2: thank you so much for listening feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know if you enjoyed this episode then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on apple podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already that's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day.
1: Hold up.